voted. There we go. By the host or a participant. We are underway. Turn on. What? Okay. Do not disturb is now on. <laughs> Do not disturb me. Yeah, we don't want to be disturbed. We're disturbed enough already. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let's go ahead and get going uh, and get this thing started. Now that's funny. Early today. Yeah. Yeah, we are. And it's right, everybody. This is the podcast that sounds funny. And this is the week of January 31st, 2023. The last day of January. Uh, this is season three, show 13, episode 117. Wow. Ah, we are two blind brothers and a blind sister who tell it the way we see it. I am your host, Keith. And joined with me are um, co-hosty Terry <laughs> and Jill. <laughs> uh, Pop tart co-host Terry. I don't know what to call myself. <laughs> so, do we? Did we have a, a guest of food game last week that people have to get the answer for? <laughs> I don't know if he remembers. I don't what remember. He was <laughs> it wasn't popcorn because I don't have any. I got to order some popcorn. Yeah. So the, the mystery food from last week may remain unknown. It's still oh, a mystery. <laughs> it was Fruit Loops. Well, that was fun. What do we do now? Oh, last week? All right. Yeah, Fruit Loops. Yeah, yeah. I remember you even gave a hint at the beginning. It could be cereal, but what kind would it be? <laughs> Captain Crunch with Crunch Berry Cinnamon Toast Crunch for <clears throat> Fruit Loops. Well, now we know. And then she went out and bought me... But, but today, you know that the answer will not be popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> and our name, the food that Terry's eating, guessing. <laughs> Don't ask them come. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, we like to open up with a little bit of what's new. Does anyone have a question? Could be a classic funny family story. Something to read and watch and doing. Anything that you want to talk about? I thought maybe a couple little tidbits happening right here. Go ahead. I'm putting Go ahead. my hot sauce. While you're getting your hot sauce for your pop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I doubt that. So he's eating, but you never can tell with Terry. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, what was it? Well, I'll start out with this one this morning. Um, of course, yesterday was a snow day, but today wasn't. And you know, usually my alarm goes off at six a.m. and often I you know, get out of bed. Sometimes I'll lay around a little bit and check messages. My wife waits till my six thirty alarm goes off before she grabs her phone and calls upstairs and wake the kids up on their phones if they ever answer them. Uh, well, this morning uh, the granddaughter answered hers, so she's like, "Just go wake up your brothers." And so about 6.30, she did. She went over and woke each of them up. And uh, fast forward, it's about, oh, 7.40. 
the the last moments before you, you got to leave the house or you're going to be late kind of an ordeal. Uh-huh. And the one kid is in the kitchen scrounging for something. And apparently he had uh, our son, Christopher, who visits here once in a while, has a special coffee cup that he brought from his house. So he could have his special cup here when he has coffee in the morning. Oh, he had it upstairs. She made him go up and get it. He was mad because he had to go upstairs and get it. He was running late. And she's like, well, you should have got up. We woke you up. Well, I got up on my own at six o'clock. Like, and how is that supposed to prove anything? If you got up on your own, that's great. At six o'clock, that's even better. That means you've been up for an hour and a half. Why aren't you ready yet? You yeah. Should, <laughs> yes, in, in a half an hour, this should give you plenty of time to shave, shower, get dressed. Shave. <laughs> yeah, he's seventeen or sixteen. And shave. Uh, and uh, come downstairs and you have breakfast and you'll still have a whole hour to be goofing off. And he didn't like any of that. It's like, <laughs> you know, you shot yourself in the foot when you said you got up on your own at six, which I know is a lie because he didn't. Because even his sister said she went to get them both up and they were both in bed when she got him up. And it's like, <laughs> don't, don't say you got up on your own when you didn't. And don't say you got up at six o'clock. When you didn't, it's it's okay if, if you got up at seven. That's fine. We understand, but don't be mad because you don't have no time to go to school. <laughs> yeah, but it's kind of kind of funny that the teenage logic behind all that, right? <laughs> so trying to be how he's gonna, you know, independent and be earlier than it. It's like no, you weren't earlier. <laughs> since you put. Amazon devices in all their rooms. If you could like hardwire them in. Oh, we we do have them. Amazon dots in all their rooms, but they always unplug them. Right. If you could hardwire them in, <laughs> where they can't unplug. That's them, well. That's the thing is their room. We we, we purposely we purposely got a dot for every kid, so each kid has their own dot in their own room. So ideally, it's like, hey, drop in on upstairs and everybody all at once on all devices Get <laughs> up. <laughs> right but the thing is this person's dot is not connected this person's dot is not connected it's like yeah. wow what good is that do you guys never listen to your dot at all i mean huh. occasionally one of might be connected but it's like all right there, i thought there was a way you, you could actually usually when you do a drop in it plays a tone so they know that you're there yeah and they i thought there used to be a way at, at first where you could actually mute your end and they couldn't hear you listening to them you know oh, i don't know about yeah. that uh, anymore they don't give that that function anymore they can hear you you can hear them if you're well, on the drop-in yeah you have a live live connection right. until you tell it to hang up mm-hmm. um, but that was one thing that happened the other thing, I, I don't remember what, I think it had to do with a kitty cat. <laughs> Our little kitten that lives around here. But the kitty anyway, cat is probably your foot. <laughs> well, he's not bugging me today. He he got sent to his room <laughs> because he was on the kitchen table where cats do not belong. Right. And my so, wife, of course, yells at him to get down. Well, she had t- was gone taking the kids to school because being so cold as it is today. Uh-huh. And I'm sitting there sipping on the last of my coffee and I hear 
thing is rustling around the table. I'm like, hey, try to tell the cat, get off, whatever. And about that time, one of the kids comes back in the house. I said, is there a cat over there? Yeah, I'll take him upstairs. So he got put up into his room for being on the table this morning. Oh. I usually wait till they get close and then backhand them off the table across the living room. <laughs> well, that's what I tend to do too, but he's smart and just out of my reach. <laughs> Here, kitty, oh. kitty. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <sighs> So, you, can spray around here. you have a spray bottle you spray them when they get where they're not supposed to get <laughs> yeah we, we, we talked about that too uh, having a spray <laughs> bottle handy <laughs> because we we kind of have a long table yeah my wife and i sit kind of towards the one end and so whenever the cat gets up all you can do is yell at it she was uh, she was like i give me a spray bottle you yeah do that get a super soaker <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I guess that's all I got for this week. <laughs> well, mine's really short. It was funny because the other day, um, I turn on a book, you know, if you have a Victor reader at bedtime, because it puts my husband to sleep. I read him a bedtime story. The <laughs> yeah. other day when I turned it on, we laughed at it because the first thing it said when I, you know, it leans up and beeps and does all its stuff it's got to do, it said, don't start that right now. It was the first line that said in the book, and I was like, oh. <laughs> I just thought that was kind of funny. Here, we're waiting for it, you know, to queue up and get all this stuff going. I pushed the play button. Don't start that right now. And I was like, how does this thing know I'm starting something? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Anyhow, the first line of the book, you know, when it starts up and you, it starts playing, what it may say. That was the name of the book or something, or? Might have been it was just, you know, I hit the play button and it was just the next sentence. line in the book that was being read. Uh, okay. I the name of the book, but that's happened a couple of times where, you know, you stop reading and you turn it off and well, you don't know what the next line is going to be, but when you turn it on, what's it going to say when you turn it on? <laughs> the book says, don't touch me. Yeah. I was reading a book once that had a guy with Tourette's in it and when I turned it back on, he was having... <laughs> It's fit and all this cussing was coming out, and I was like, Whoa, I had it. I listened to when I turned it back on. I recorded a, a, a phrase out of a book I listened to once. Oh my god, it was a big old long. I mean, it must have went off for two about two minutes a, a big old long string of cussing somebody out, the big old long string of just blah 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 blah. I recorded that, said, Oh, yeah, I got to play that. So is that for that, that's your new ringtone, right? Yeah. <laughs> but for bill collectors. I had one for a long time that was uh, on my uh, answering machine thing, my voicemail. The Chuck if this is a bill collector hang up, you know, it went through all these different things. If this is my mom and dad, I'll talk to you later. If this is my brother, I if this is I forget all the different things it said, but I finally don't changed it. Everybody's like, I love your answer message. I mean, I made up a ringtone before like that. said, don't answer the phone. It's a stupid bill collector. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of uh, phones and bills and stuff, this is the other thing I had that I was thinking of is uh, yesterday, <clears throat> I feel like it was yesterday. It might have been last week. My wife had to call her doctor to cancel an appointment. <laughs> And you get these uh, automated messages about uh, 
our, our call time is so busy, press one to uh, have a call back or press two to wait. Well, at, at one point, the guy uh, kept saying, sorry for your wait. Our call time is whatever. Sorry for your wait. And I told my wife, I said, it's a good thing you're calling the doctor and not like a, uh, you know, a health uh, nutrition clinic. Because they're saying sorry for your weight. Sorry about your weight. <laughs> sorry about your weight. That'd be kind hey, of insecure. That's what I was going to say. That just reminded me. I, I I got my talking scale down yesterday. I was so happy because I usually weigh like three hundred and fifty pounds, and I weighed myself last night, and it told me I weighed one hundred and forty-seven. All right, <laughs> kilograms. <laughs> Kilo whatever. Kilograms. So I said, "Hey, Ziggy." What is 147 kilograms converted to pounds? 147 kilograms is about 324 pounds. So I still lost some weight. But... Still lost a little weight, yeah. <laughs> 324. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know. Uh, I, I haven't been to a doctor where I had to step on a scale for in, a, in a while. Um, I'm sure I would not be happy with the number. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. When you're doing it, somebody that comes through making a lot of noise. <laughs> anyway, uh, what's um, next? we want to keep it under 152 minutes this time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. I, I thought we did a good job last week of keeping everything short. And I saw the final time. And I was like, holy cow. And it, it's because we spent quite a bit more time on our anchor topic, which I'd rather spend more time there than some other places, honestly. One of the worst things about a conscience is that the darn thing is always going with you wherever you are. Well, let's go ahead and get this rolling uh, to our random topic. Spin the wheel. Number one is icebreaker questions. Uh, let's see. Here we go. First question, would you rather be stranded on an island alone mm. or with someone who talks incessantly? <laughs> huh. Huh. So, so, Jill, would you rather be stuck on an island with your dog or with Terry? <laughs> <laughs> How about with Wilson? I guess I would have to say somebody that talks. You can always walk away to the other side of the island, but it seems like it'd be awfully lonely and boring there by yourself. I know. You'd be talking to like Wilson or something. Wilson! Yeah. <laughs> like that movie. What was that called with Tom Hanks? Uh, Cast Away. Cast yeah. Away. Yeah, Cast that one. Away. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting question. I would say the same thing. You could always shove a coconut in their mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Here, bite this banana. Yeah. Try to swallow it. Oh, oh. Yeah. It'd be lonely, you know, they're by yourself all the time. So let them talk. Put in some earplugs. There could be a story like that later. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, coconut. Uh, you know, and you would think if somebody talked a lot, eventually there would come a time where, like, you know, they would not be talking. They got to get hoarse eventually. <laughs> you told me that story so many times. Uh, 
Go over there and tell it to the monkeys or something. <laughs> what uh. about your mom's taco salad? Tell us. And it goes on and on. Well, here's another question. Would you rather be too hot or too cold? Oh, I'm too hot right now. And it's like zero degrees or something. I would rather be too cold because you can always cover up. Right. Because whenever you're too hot, you can only take off so many clothes. Right. <laughs> At least when it's cold, you can always toss on an extra layer. Right. Get the, under the, the trick, covers the, or something. The trick with being cold is to stay both warm and dry. Because you can be warm with lots of layers, but if you're active and you start sweating, it's going to just cut right through and you will be cold. But you want to stay dry while you're staying warm. So you need to be, you know. But yeah, I think I'd rather be in a cooler environment as long as you had access to uh, enough, you know, clothes to toss on. Right. Yeah. I thought Terry said he'd rather be too hot. He'd go jump in his swimming pool. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I suppose on the, you know, let's say it was like, you know, zombie apocalypse kind of, kind of things or, uh, doom and gloom and you all you had was what's what you carry on your back kind of a survival situation then i would think being in a warmer place would be better because you wouldn't have to worry about you know being too cold and freezing yeah uh, at least but if it's whenever it's 100 degrees for a week and you go get in the swimming pool it is not cool it oh, is it's, not. <laughs> it's like oh but yeah, I, I I think by and large it would it would depend. I don't anticipate any zombie apocalypse this is anytime soon. Sure Although with our not. president, you never can tell. Uh, but but barring that, I would say cold. And maybe that'll be never. Yeah. So uh, next question: When you're old, uh, one of these days when we get old. Yeah. Tomorrow. Would you rather die first or uh, your spouse? <laughs> <laughs> My spouse uh, is standing here, so I must say first. <laughs> I was going to say, go ahead, Terry, you go first. <laughs> uh, gee, I, I don't know. I always figured I would die before him, but it seems like men do always die first. Because the women have to clean up after. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's because the women know where the men live. They cook their food. That's why they die first. <laughs> Earl had to die. <laughs> well, hmm. the women know what cookie jars have all the money in it. Yeah. Ah. yeah. <laughs> that, that's definitely a question you don't want to have to think a lot about, but. Um, I, I think I would be prepared either way, but uh, I don't know. It would definitely make things a little more difficult uh, to be the survivor, but yeah. Go first, go to a happier place. Yeah, let's go to a happier question here. A happier question. <laughs> would you rather have a cook? Or a maid. Oh, <laughs> both. 
I'll get a cook and my husband could get the maid. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, if it came down to it, it was just going to be me, probably the cook. Because I, I could probably, if, if, I, if it was just going to be me or whatever, I could probably at least uh, keep things tidied up fairly well. Yeah. It's just uh, finding all the stuff to cook with. I'd be having a free yard sale, get rid of a bunch of junk, and then I'd be able to keep it clean. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants her stuff? Yeah, and it didn't say that, that, nice. that you're, you'd be alone. I mean, maybe you could you'd still be with your your spouse and or family. Uh, and so maybe it could go either way, you know. Uh, and maybe it, and as long as it's me and my wife, I, I might switch that and say a maid because that way to make it take care of the the uh, heavy lifting of keeping things tidied up. And my wife could focus on this you know, cooking or whatever. It's going to be I that. I use the washing machine. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to have to stop wearing all my clothes. Cook time, one minute. <laughs> That's the stove you know how to use, isn't it? The microwave. Microwave. Well, you know, whenever I went to my first blindness rehab, they they taught you a lot of stuff about you know independent living. In fact, when you got up in the morning, they had you you know they wanted you to make your bed and sweep the floor and kind of tidy up your room before you started your classes for the day. <laughs> and at some point, they would even have the person come by and they would do an inspection and tell you what you might need to work on or whatever. It wasn't like, you know, every day, like a military thing, but they wanted you to do that so they could help you, you know, live on your own. Now going to, uh, I Cree would, they didn't really do that unless you had that upstairs apartments and you were doing that type of thing mm -hmm. for your training. And at Heinz, they certainly don't do that. I mean, they they got a hospital crew that comes in. They'll clean your room and clean your bathroom, and I mean, they'll sweep the floor. They'll do. They won't make your bed. That's up to you still. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, they they at least try to teach you how to do that to let you know, hey, you still can do this, and you should be expected to do that. Yeah. But uh, you know, you get into the habit of home, and I don't always make the bed. I would, I could, but. I, usually don't for various reasons um and there's i mean i, I could you know run a broom over the floor if i needed to not a big deal um but the main reason i don't so they can hardly ever find one <laughs> <laughs> and where i thought they were is what, what they're not now yeah well anyway Let's go ahead and, and advance on to our next area of conversation, and that would be I don't know news. 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 Uh, anybody want to go? This? Say I'll go well, if you I, want to. I, I've seen on the news just recently. It's not really a funny thing, uh, but Cindy Williams passed away yesterday. 
Yeah, I've seen that too. She was Shirley. like 70, 75 or something like that. Yeah. Vernon Shirley, Shirley. She's back with Laverne again, because Laverne passed away last summer, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. They're together again in heaven, doing the Schlemiel and Schlemazel and Hassel Pfeffer <laughs> Incorporated thing. Yeah. I didn't bookmark my stories this 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 time. So is Terry ready yet? Go ahead, Joe. Okay, then I got one about a flamingo. Oh, that. Um, uh, that escaped from its uh, from the Drusilla Animal Park over in England, and it was captured after flying over a farm. Daniel Wright works at this farm, and he looked out his window and seen a van in the driveway, and uh, it was from this animal humane society place. Was and it a pink was flamingo? A pink flamingo. It had escaped, <laughs> and she was, I guess, following it. You know, she'd seen it flying, and she was going to capture it. And then he happened to notice it also flying over the fields. Okay, uh, I was just thinking. You know, some sometimes the, the classic uh, stereotype of the guy gets drunk and he sees a pink elephant. Pink elephant. But I wonder if they it were was a pink flamingo. Pink flamingo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but then uh, she let him know that she was there because of the pink flamingo that, you know, they looked up and, hey, it was flying over the fields. And uh, th it was funny because they said it was a Tuesday. It's not something you expect to see on a Tuesday. <laughs> I'm like, what yeah, do you expect to see any other day? <laughs> <laughs> but it was captured in about 20 minutes and returned back to its sanctuary and Got it was tired a Chilean flamingo, on it says, and it was not hurt in the capturing of it. So, <laughs> got hurt. No flamingos are injured. Right. Tired of standing on one leg. You know, well, let me read the headline here. Judge, people can sell candy cakes without a license. Hmm. I didn't know you had to have a license. <laughs> so a candy cake? Candy and cakes without a license. Huh. Uh, now, it's from Madison, Wisconsin, and a judge determines that people can sell a wide range of homemade foods without a license. And again, I thought, why doesn't every housewife make a wide range of homemade food? <laughs> <laughs> when do you need to have a license for this? Uh, but it goes on that uh, let me see where it goes here. It, well, three women have been selling food from their homes. Uh, bed and breakfast owner I thought wow, okay, a bed and breakfast owner and a couple of people were determined to be selling food as unconstitutional. I thought, oh, wait, it's a bed and breakfast. It's designed that you have someone there who cooks the food in the home and sells it to its residents. 
where is this thing going? It's just so it sounds so stupid. But the Cottage Food Association, which represents people who make homemade food, and again, I didn't know there was a need for that. But the state law has determined what kinds of state food or uh, shelf-stable foods are uh, able to be made. But it includes things like uh, cider and preserves and things like that. Now, okay, now you're starting to get somewhere. It's whenever you, like if you're going to take food to a bake sale, you don't have a license. You just bake your brownies and you take them. But if you're going to sell things like, you know, peach preserves and put them into a jar, you you have to label them properly. Uh, and for you to do that, you also have to have a licensed kitchen from you know, Board of Health. And apparently this judge has determined that under certain circumstances, uh, you don't necessarily need to have a food handling license if you're going to make food in your house. You know, like in this case, you know, as a bed and breakfast, you're going to serve, you're serving your meals to the people who are staying over there in your yeah. house. Uh, and so uh, it just kind of loosens up some of the regulations. So that it lets uh, women who want to bake or preserve things that they could, you know, sell this pie or cake to their clientele to take home or something uh, and not have to worry about all the, restrictive licensing as a commercial baker might have to do. So, yeah, it, it, to me, it's just a really confusing story because it's like, and your point is, what? <laughs> like, oh, is that all? You just want to make sure people can sell their preserves or something. Okay, great. And because there's a lot of little stores like Eckert's, the Apple Orchard, and they sell stuff in there, all those things like you're saying. Yeah. The Amish people, they sell... Yeah. You go to an Amish store and they have everything in there is uh, homemade in Amish kitchens. Right. Uh, and so people like that, uh, the, at least in Wisconsin, Madison, Wisconsin, uh, a judge has determined that some of the restrictive licensing can be relaxed a little bit in those cases. Not long ago, I did a story about some guy riding a unicycle down the coastline there. Uh, this doesn't have anything to do with that story other than it's got a unicycle in it. <laughs> this is the world's record tallest unicycle, 31 feet tall. Wow. And the guy um, <laughs> is uh, 9.71 meters, if you want the metric version. Um, and the one wheel wonder, Leslie Somebody, a Florida man, built a 31 foot, 10 inch tall unicycle and had to take it for a ride in order to get the world record for the tallest one. He had to ride it for a shorter distance than it was tall. He had to go 29 feet. <laughs> I wonder how he got up on top of it to ride it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. And because a regular unicycle is just about crotch height, you just kind of, you know, get up on it. But yeah. at 31 foot, yeah. you have to be next to a house. 
is 25. He broke the record just over a year after breaking his back. Oh. <laughs> during, a the break? <laughs> during a unicycle crash, of all things. I'm going to build this really tall unicycle. I'm going to fall off and break my back again. <laughs> Because I'm that fearless guy from our last week's episode. Too stupid to know any different. <laughs> he was in Spain's uh, People Got Talent, and he fell off of a 27-foot-tall unicycle and broke his back. <laughs> After five surgeries, he built that. He, he, oh, he had to only go 27 feet. And he, uh, in Stuttgart, Germany, and, but yeah, it doesn't say how he got on there with the 40 foot step ladder or the fire truck, you know, extended the ladder up or something. Or? Yeah, because uh, I mean, it's how, how tall is a step ladder? Like maybe 10 feet, 12 feet. Yeah, see, I had a unicycle grow when we were growing up, and and it was like not much longer than, than your inseam. You know, you put the seat between there, you put one foot on the pedal, and then you'd like push off from the side of the house yeah. or something, and, whoop, and you're up on it. So, right. Either he must have some long legs. <laughs> sit on the roof and say, "Here, pick it up, dude. Where's the chair? How long is that bicycle chain?" You know, say like, he yeah. he was had stilts and he put stilts on the pedals. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, the one I had was just like the wheel on a tricycle. You know, it's like yeah, the pedals are right there on the axle. Right, yeah. and you'd pedal, you went forward, backward. Down. You know, these here, I'm sure. Of course, you could have to have. Some sort of uh, chain or something. Yeah. But uh, you'd have to have the ability to pedal forward or backwards if it's really fast, you know, because that's how you stay upright is pedal forward, backwards, forward, backwards, pedal, you know, until you get, you get going, it's not bad, but it's just, you know, trying to stay upright in one spot, you, you got to go forward, backward, forward, backward. Yeah. Cause you got to have some kind of motion going on. Yeah. Right. And so, Unless you had like some crutches, you know, then you could do it. Yeah. <laughs> some long crutches yeah. for that guy to use. Get a, yeah, that's what get a unicycle with, with training wheels. <laughs> there you go. A unicycle with training, training wheels. wheels on a unicycle. <laughs> it's called a tricycle. Well, my next story is about another bird. It's an eagle. And it's in Kruger National Park in in Africa. I almost said Australia. I didn't know Africa had eagles, but uh, this guy, let me see, what was his name? Oh, come on. He's the photographer tour guide of this park, this guy. And he was out looking for Oh, Renan Vanwick. He works for this lodge and he was looking for the, the cougars or the lions that lived in that area, the big cats. And That's he pretty. didn't see any of them. Of course, when you're looking for something, you don't find what you're looking for. But he's seen, they called it a raptor flying overhead. Huh. And when he got closer, he seen it was this battle eagle. That was a bald eagle, but... Uh, I thought he kept calling it a battler or battle eagle. Hmm. I thought they were mispronouncing bald. <laughs> oh. I don't know. 
And so he stopped to watch to see what it was going to do because it landed and he thought there must be something over there. So he kind of just watched to see what was going to happen. And he's hmm. seen it pick up what looked like an egg and tried to swallow it because eagles will eat anything kind of like that wide mouth toad I did last week where it'll eat anything that can get in its mouth. Or maybe it's like a vulture of some sort. I don't know. but Yeah, maybe. I'm not real sure. But uh, it picked up something that looked like an egg and it couldn't swallow it. It kept dropping it and picking it back up. He thought, huh, that's weird. That egg's not breaking when he drops it. And so as the, after a while, the, the bird, you know, was getting tired and couldn't figure out why it couldn't swallow this thing. And so he just left it and flew away. So then this man went over to see what was going on and, he uh, thought it was kind of funny because it wasn't an egg after all. It was a golf ball. <laughs> <laughs> so he, this uh, eagle couldn't swallow the golf ball because, of course, if he would have, he would not have survived. It would have choked him. Uh, but they're not sure how the golf ball got out to where it was at because the golf course is pretty far away from where this happened at. They didn't say how far. They just said it was a, a distance. Hmm. So we thought that was weird. Oh, it was going to land, was landing on it to try to hatch it. Yeah, that's it what I was thinking too it, when it said that the the bird mistaked a golf ball for an egg. I was that's why I thought I'm going to listen to that story. See how long bite, it took that eagle to it. sit on that egg. <laughs> bite into it, crunch, crunch. It ain't it ain't popping over, crunch, crunch. <laughs> Uh, last week, you talked about that little girl with the cookie and the Santa Claus DNA. Yeah. They have the results of that in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. uh, let me pull up. I just happened to think about this. I saw this on AP News. Results released on a uh, girl. Well, let's look here. Ah, where'd it go? Results released. In girls' request for DNA evidence of Santa, <laughs> um, January twenty fourth, uh, in Cumberland, Oregon, the, the Rhode Island Department of Health says they were not able to confirm nor deny the existence <laughs> of Santa's DNA <laughs> on her half-eaten cookies and carrot sticks. They tested for the DNA to see if Santa Claus was real. They could not confirm nor deny. I see, we don't make up these stories. These are real. <laughs> <laughs> They're odd. <laughs> they all agree that something magical may be at play. <laughs> the department said it found no complete matches in the entire DNA system. Uh, but there is a partial match <laughs> to uh, 1947 instance in New York City referring to uh, the happenings in the Miracle on 47th Street. But they need to have more uh, DNA evidence to check uh, for a definitive match. Hey, that's why I said they need to have all the kids on the block give up their cookies that are half-eaten and say <laughs> if they get a lot of matches, then they can say, oh, look, there is a Santa Claus. But the, the official story is, is her, her sample alone was inconclusive. Uh, <laughs> uh, the good news is that they did find the presence of DNA uh, that is unique to reindeer when testing the carrots, the department said. I think Jill said there might be a reindeer slime on that one last week. 
So that's the outcome of that. Uh, became inconclusive. That's a special late, late breaking news. Ah, there you are, Fasso. Come here to Mama and give her a great big hit. <laughs> Uh, a, a a aggressive turkey causes havoc in a Minnesota neighborhood. It doesn't want to get eaten for Thanksgiving or Christmas. In uh, in uh, a residents in the Minnesota neighborhood say they're under constant attack from an aggravated turkey, aggressive turkey, that Rachel Gross said the turkey first showed up before in November, a flock of turkeys came through town and they all flew out but one. <laughs> he was probably the virgin sacrifice. I don't know. But, <laughs> but the bird stayed behind and started aggravating uh, the citizens. The children have to carry sticks to the bus stop so they can beat it off. I mean, beat it, <laughs> beat it away with sticks. Beat it away, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's a turkey with an anger management problem. It tries to follow this lady up her steps to her house. When she leaves in her car, it follows her car. She's the Bo Peep of turkeys. And uh, this somebody should shoot it, and then they could eat it. You know, yeah, yeah. really. But it's not turkey trap or something. It's not. Maybe that turkey could could have a run in with that axe wielding uh, donut thief from last week. (laughs) Turkey should be kept on ranches. It says they shouldn't be allowed to to be aggressive to people. Oh, and then they got the wildlife people. And they to locate nuisance turkeys, <laughs> but it was taken away safely by animal control. Florida sheriff burglar calls nine one one to be rescued. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out, besides being a dumb criminal, uh, Poinciana, Florida. Two people in Florida were arrested after one of them made a 9-11 phone call uh, to get help from the sheriff from a home that they were burglarizing. <laughs> they were stealing stuff when they needed help. <laughs> Deputies responded uh, to an anonymous 911 call, but no one spoke. They realized that Nobody lived there, but when they reported to the phone call, there are two people inside with an unlocked door. Uh, they had been searching for these uh, male suspects after they had robbed a convenience store in Poinciana, Florida, where several items were stolen earlier in the day. Uh, Poinciana is about 55 miles south of Orlando. Uh, while talking to deputies, a female suspect said that uh, the two had called 911 uh, to have help from the law enforcement to help them move things out of the house 
that they were burglarizing <laughs> and that they were going to then hop on a plane to go to New York City to, uh, I guess, get away from it all. Uh, deputies <laughs> did help them with their belongings. They did give them a ride, but it wasn't to the airport. <laughs> it was to the pokey. Of course, they were charged with burglary and theft related to the store and related to the residents. The female was not charged except for burglary of the residents. So, yeah. We're going to need to help get this furniture out of here. Let's call the cops. They'll help us. Call my wood. Dumb criminals. <laughs> we need to ride to the airport so we can get away to New York. Yeah. We don't want to call a taxi. Let's call 911. <laughs> Colorado, Colorado Wildlife uh, has, you know, wildlife, uh, they put cameras in the woods, you know, so they can monitor wildlife comings and goings and seeing how things are, you know, that way they don't have to sit out there in the woods and themselves. But so in Colorado, the rangers had noticed there was a certain camera and it had captured over 400 selfies of a bear. <laughs> the oh. bear found the camera and was posing in front of it, doing stuff like tricks and stuff like that. 400 images were snapped of this bear. That was the same bear doing have a bear with sunglasses on, a bear with a goofy hat. <laughs> The bear with the umbrella, yeah. crying on a dress. The trail camera set up to, was it was hijacked by a bear. It says four hundred selfies, and uh, it snapped five hundred and eighty photos, and four hundred of them was the same bear looking at the camera. <laughs> My name is Yogi, uh, <laughs> Mr. Ranger. Flint hide and seek with Boo Boo. Where are you, Boo Boo? <laughs> the, the, cam, the Rangers found the camera and, and came into the came in for a close up and uh, did all kinds of different things. It says, but the, the camera is one of nine cameras set up out there in Boulder, Colorado. Yeah. The bear's like, I see people doing this all the time with their little square things that they hold in their hands. <laughs> Put up how much face. fun it is. Let's try. End of note. That's all I got. All right. Jill's words are next. Ooh, what you said. I guess. Yeah, it's time for some weird words by Jill. Because I'm white and nerdy. Just because I'm white and nerdy. First word is snotter. S N O T T E R. This is that word for your nose? The snotter. <laughs> I got a rag I use for my snotter. Yeah. Uh, when you. It does have to do with that thing on your face, I suppose. Yeah. Your nose. It's, yeah, well, the nose is full of snot. They give a sinus infection. It's, it, well, according to this dictionary, it means to. They see me mowing my front lawn. I know they're all thinking I'm so wide and dirty. They breathe heavily or noisily. So I guess like breathing through your nose and. <laughs> like that? 
Yeah. <laughs> Our next word is just too white and nerdy. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. Can't you see I'm white and nerdy? Look at me, I'm white and nerdy. Groke, and I think we've had Groke before. G R O A. You can get arrested for that, right? Groking somebody. <laughs> it's like sexual harassment, man. I've been groped. Well. <laughs> that does sound familiar, but I don't know. It's what not the it? sound a frog makes. I'll give you that. <laughs> grope. Rabbit. Rabbit. Was it grope? Grope. Grope. Yeah. G-R-O-A-K. Grope. I um, do not remember. It's a this great word... oak tree. I want to roll with the gangsters. They're so far, they all think I'm too white and nerdy. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. This word, no, well, that's a good guess, but this word means to stare at someone. Oh, yeah. I'm groping you. I'm thinking of different ways to grope you. <laughs> Our next word is. I'm just too wide and really, really wide and First in my class there at MIT. Got skills, I'm a champion at DD. MC Escher, that's my favorite MC. Keep your 40 out, just have an Earl Grey tea. Si Aliquit? S? Wait a minute. S I A L O Q U E N T. Well, Cialis is one of those things that, you know, like <laughs> those little blue pills do. Eloquent is like to be like you know, the good talker. So you're talking with the wrong part of your body. I'm going to guess, maybe. <laughs> you're thinking with the wrong. Ahead, uh, as people say sometimes, <laughs> mm. you're talking about how effective Cialis is on a commercial. There we go. <laughs> Bragging. This word here actually. My MySpace page is all totally pimped out. Got people begging for my top eight spaces. Yo, I know pie to a thousand places. Ain't got no grills, but I still wear braces. It means to spit when you're talking. What? Uh, some people Shower spit when they oh, talk. Yeah. Say it, don't spray it like Sylvester the cat. Okay. Yeah, I was trying to think there was a cartoon character, but I couldn't remember who did it. Sylvester the cat. He always sprayed. And uh, our next word. I order all of my sandwiches with mayonnaise. I'm a whiz and minesweeper. I can play for days. Once you see my sweet moves, you're gonna stay amazed. My fingers moving so fast, I'll set the place ablaze. Catchinate. C A C H I. N N A. That, that's what. That's what I say to my son when I when I when I depart. Catch you later, Nate. Catch you, Nate. <laughs> yeah. Catch you, Nate. That's what Nathan's girlfriend said. I caught a Nate. Ah, there we go. That's what his fiance <laughs> says. Yep. Well, crash your van or something. Uh, um. Uh. This I word means to laugh loudly. Out, got people begging for my top eight spaces. Yo, I know pie to a thousand places. Ain't got no grills, but I still wear braces. Catch your mate. Ah, like, like a horse <laughs> laugh. <laughs> or fake laugh. <laughs> Our next word is. I order all of my sandwiches with mayonnaise. I'm a whiz, a minesweeper, I can play for days. Once you see my sweet moves, you're going to stay amazed. My fingers moving so fast, I'll set the place ablaze. And Gurger eight. Regurgitate. <laughs> that sounds pretty disgusting. That's when you swallow <laughs> your vomit after you regurgitate. Uh, you regurgitate and you regurgitate again. Yeah, you take it back in. <laughs> uh, it's whatever it is, it's very disgusting. 
Kill a rap, I haven't run. At Pascal, well, I'm number one. Do the calculus just for fun. I ain't got a gap, but I got a soldering gun. <laughs> this says to swallow or gulp loudly, so I suppose it could be you're swallowing or boom, 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 boom. Like that. So yeah. they don't have to do a drinking stuff, apparently, huh? Well, I, just a list that I came across, and I thought, well, I'm going to use all these real quick. Some wet, slobbery, moist words. <laughs> Our next word is... Happy Days is my favorite theme song. I can sure kick your butt in a game of ping pong. I'll ace any trivia quiz you bring on. I'm fluent in JavaScript as well as Klingon. Screeve. S-C-R-E-E-V-E. Screeve. Has a T, S, T, or S, C? S-C. C. I say it was S -S -T, it was our little brother. Screeve. <laughs> um, grieve. You're, you're, you're terrified, but you scream and you heave at the same time. So <laughs> screaming, dry heave. <laughs> <laughs> It's when you burp and talk at the same time. Oh. You talk and burp. This word here, it says it means to write a letter in order to beg. I'm not oh, real sure what letter. you're begging for, but... Give me some money. <laughs> I need money. Uh, okay. A solicitation letter. Help me. I'm blind. Oh, there we go. Begging <laughs> for money. Our next word is just too white and nerdy. Just too white and nerdy. Can't you see I'm white and nerdy? Look at me, I'm white and nerdy. Malinger. Oh yeah, it's the uh, be, being sick or pretending like you're sick. You're yeah, you're being you're slapping off and you're blaming it on being sick. Yeah. You're not lingering around. <laughs> I like to roll with the gangsters. Although it's apparent I'm too wide and dirty. Yep. It says to act like you're sick to avoid uh, having to do anything. <laughs> My grandson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did that for a long time. Yeah, I bet. I think a lot of kids do that. Until the truant officer came along. <laughs> And now that's led up to other side. Okay, never mind. Oh, our next word is wench. I'm just too white and nerdy. I think I'm just too white and nerdy. I'm just too white and nerdy. I'm so white and nerdy. Lynch. Merrill or? Wench. With a. W H I N G. Oh, wench. Wench. W I N C H. A woman, a girl. W H I N G E. I N D E. G like girl. W i n g winge. It's like cringe. It's like cringe worthy, but it's in, it's like in the past was it was winge. So the cringe it was you know it happened yesterday. So it's a, it's a winge. Oh, <laughs> if they have a winge day. <laughs> Wednesday. Yeah, it happened to be on a Wednesday. Wednesday and Wednesday. Winneds. Winneds. Well, wins. Wins. this again goes along with something a kid would do. This I've been browsing, inspecting X Men comics. You know, I collect them. The pins in my pocket, I must protect them. My ergonomic keyboard never leaves me bored. Shopping online for deals on some writable media. I edit Wikipedia. This word means 
to complain in a loud, annoying way. <laughs> oh, yeah, we got some of those. <laughs> I don't want to do it. Well, I got to do it. Make Terry do it. <laughs> he never does any of that. I would have to do it. Let's get Mikey. He'll eat anything. That is actually all the words I got for today. I don't know how many there was. Because I'm white and nerdy. Just because I'm white and nerdy. All because I'm white and nerdy. Holy cow, I'm white and nerdy. I want to bowl with the gangsters. Oh, that was it. Oh, well, it's yeah. obvious I'm white I get that laugh from my friend. Think just too white and nerdy. Think just too white and nerdy. But it was W-H-I-N-G. So I was like, could be wine, twinge? Yeah. Definitely. I just go by how the phone says it. Oh, sorry, Jet. It just slipped out. Well, I've got a top ten list. Top ten. Top ten. And I was trying to remember. Somebody did a story about something like this here, but. I have a top 10 list here today, <gasps> scraping the bottom of my barrel, but uh, <laughs> 10 old cases of children kept in chains. I did one similar to this. Around let, Halloween, let me take some notes. I have some chains. I have some kids. I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Number 10. Child chained with monkey and dance for pennies. Oh, wow. In the 1930s, a family of gypsies roamed around um, the area with a monkey and a, attached to a chain and their daughter attached to a chain and, and they would dance around for, to the wagon, throw money at them. and huh. they would stop and the grandfather would play it on the barrel organ I, I'm assuming maybe a accordion maybe yeah maybe that or like a concertina or a hurdy-gurdy kind of what they call them and so they they would play and they would collect money. Some people in England saw that the girl was chained. Then they took the grandparents to jail. When they went to court, they discovered that the grandparents were very wealthy already. They had a Bentley and a Chrysler and this a cottage in Windsor and a telephone. Huh. And all their money had came from entertaining on the streets. With a girl and a monkey dancing for tips, huh? Apparently. <laughs> and they I wonder which is better, the girl or the monkey. Uh, <laughs> but then I, I don't know. They must have had more than one girl though, because after a while, I don't know. They just... Well, I wonder if we was to change our grandkids together and make them dance <laughs> on the streets, how that would work out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they would or not. <laughs> Number nine. Uh, too much studying made her an imbecile. 
too much studying. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I know some college graduates that way. Sure. That's the that's the little title of the of the, the thing. It says that uh, this this girl from Lacrosse, Wisconsin, was was chained to a field post while where she would study while her father worked the field. And it was in 1905, and he claimed her. He claimed that he chained her up to the post because studying too much made women stupid. And Wait, he, he chained her to the post so she could do her homework or so she wouldn't do her homework. He he chained her up for her own safety because he didn't want her to hurt herself from studying too hard. Oh, <laughs> That's girls so don't need to go to school. Just stand up by that post over there while I work. Well, you know, a hundred years ago, that was kind of mentality is he didn't send girls to school. Just the boys would go. It goes in the next one says number seven. So uh, number seven. Child considered unlucky. A seven-year-old girl was found chained up in a garden, completely naked. And she weighed 17 pounds. Um, Her head was bruised and scarred. According to the father, the girl's mother had passed away. The the man had remarried and no one cared to take care of the child. So they they made her into a scarecrow. (laughs) They would hose her down with cold water to clean her. And they hoped that she died uh, from the inhumane treatment. Uh, the girl was taken away and fed and clothed, and and the courts uh, the courts gave her over to his first wife, which was also his niece. Oh, yeah. So that's kind of like. Okay, that's weird. That's little. So he had, his first wife was his niece. He got married to someone else who, who had this girl and then died. And he's on a, at least on his third wife. At the, wow. <laughs> yeah, he should be chained up naked in the garden, if you ask me. Right. <laughs> Make him into the scarecrow. Number six. Uh, it says a leg chained to the tree. Um, a leg, but the guy was gone. <laughs> as a as a constable took a walk around South Wales, he discovered a leg. Oh, a small boy with his leg chained to a tree in 1935, and he said chained. The chain was clamped and tight around his ankle and swelled on and bruised. And he had been in the hot sun for at least three hours. He was covered in dust, flies, and ants. There was a water bag attached to a tree so he could stay hydrated. Like a little <laughs> hamster thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
They were able to track down the boy's father. The father did the safe while he was chained to the tree, and they locked him up in jail for three months. I don't know what the boy just does. They chain himself to trees all the time just to get me in trouble. <laughs> they never found out why the boy was chained to the tree. Uh, this one says... Yeah, because it executed the guy before he had the answer out of him. <laughs> Number five. Uh, Number five is uh, out of control schoolmaster. Um, in 1913 in New Jersey, a schoolmaster had gone to the extreme of in the boys' school, he would chain the boys up at the school of hard knocks. <laughs> he would chain to the Fairview Training School. Um, one boy was chained to his bed for a week for trying to run away from school. It was reported that another boy got hit upside the head with the broadside of an axe. Wow. Spitting in the well. <laughs> <laughs> Other stories of boys being whipped and paddled. Sounds like our old grade school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they did do that. <laughs> I had to get a sip of coffee. Okay, number four. The runaway daughter, <laughs> a 14-year-old girl, was chained to a chair, a wooden chair. And after the age of four, she was uncontrollable, and she always threatened to run away. And they chained her to a wooden chair. So when she ran, she didn't have a place to sit down when she got tired. Right, <laughs> right. and she couldn't go very far. But yeah, uh, she was free to roam around the house, but she had to carry the chair with her everywhere. And it made it more difficult for her to run away carrying that chair. <laughs> but, but when she did run, she just have would have a seat, rest, get up, run away some more, yeah. sit, rest. Exactly. One of my daughters, my husband used to be a security guard, and he had handcuffs. The daughter that works for our other brother. She put him around her ankles and couldn't go anywhere. And me and my husband had gone shopping. Mom was watching the kids. She might have been three or four and put herself in handcuffs and couldn't move till we got back home from shopping because we had the key to him on, on our keychain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. I, I, I bet her mom just cuffed her because that way she wouldn't move around so much. <laughs> my mom might have done it, but they told us she did it. <laughs> Yeah, this would be cool. I'm gonna cuff myself. You, uh, had some, you had some whip and some and some fuzzy handcuffs, huh? <laughs> well, we're not gonna talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, number three. Uh, let's see, number three. Um, God told her to do it. You know. <laughs> in Salt Lake City, Utah, somebody's going to Utah. <laughs> yeah. uh, in 1912, yeah, 1912, um, 
a woman had shared with her 14-year-old daughter that she had heard voices that told her it was God, and he told her that he needed to chain her children up. <laughs> so they chained up the eight-year-old boy with a heavy dog collar around his neck and chained him to the floor. He was screaming, and the younger boy was screaming. And by the time they got the second boy chained to the floor, the neighbors had busted in, see what was happening. And then they took the children away, got the police, and they took the children away. Ah, uh, yeah. Her defense was God told her to do it. And it's like, did, did, was her names Hansel and Gretel, and she had a big stove? <laughs> I don't know. Hassle me out of cookies or something. <laughs> and number, let's see, number two. It says, Father went fishing in 1947. A man who was a truck driver, wanted to go fishing, but he couldn't. He couldn't leave his eight-year-old daughter home running around the house. So he came up with a perfect plan to chain his daughter up while he went fishing. And yeah. he never came home. No. <laughs> you know, whenever we were little, I'm sure our dad would like to have chained us up to a tree while he went fishing because we always would make too much noise. You got to scare the fish. You still be quiet. <laughs> He'd probably love to have chained us up. Yeah. And he the father was arrested, served 21 days in jail because the police came by, saw a little girl chained up, cut her loose, and they waited for him to come home with his huh. fishing tail. <laughs> wow, yeah. Some yeah. people don't quite have their heads on straight. <laughs> oh, maybe they're psychopaths. They don't think they're sociopaths. They don't think like a normal society person. <laughs> yeah. ah. Number one. In 1950, a woman, uh, a 32-year-old woman from Downing, California, pleaded guilty to <coughs> unjustifiably punishing a child. Her eight-year-old son was chained to a post in the backyard. Uh, like a dog. He, <laughs> He was repeatedly known to set things in the house on fire. Oh, wow. I imagine he was like, you know, chained up to like a tether ball thing or something. You know, Far away from matches and wood. <laughs> and, and well, I, I can and, I could almost understand that because if the kid's gonna light things on fire, you don't want him to hurt himself or other people. He set things but, in his room on fire, his bed stuff. She changed him to a post in the backyards where his 80-year-old grandma could keep an eye on him. <laughs> I think I would build the guy a concrete room, the center block room, and say, there you go. A lot of fire to the center blocks. Knock himself out. Uh, 
Wow. Get him a rock for a chair or something. There you go. He was released on on bond because he had four other children to take care of. (laughs) And they were in the basement. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They they didn't see them chained up in the basement. (laughs) (laughs) So that's my top 10. Sometimes you have an unruly kid who's going through a phase and you don't know what to do with them. I get it you know, as a parent with a with difficult kids or kids, but you just can't chain people to stuff. <laughs> How about did a spit take there? No, now the chain the girl to the monkey. Now that's kind of funny, but the rest of them are like that. They all oh. happened before 1950, though. So, see, just a little bit before our time, we could have been chained up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank goodness. Are they all right? The Retro Radio Podcast brings you family-friendly entertainment in the form of classic old radio shows. Home of the Retrobots. That's us. I'm David. I'm Kelly. We would love to hear from you. Gosh, mighty potentate, everybody's here tonight. Oh, yes, well, it's a nice turnout. Well, I better start the contest. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> and brother zebras. <laughs> now the event we've all been waiting for, the Grand Parade of Bathing Beauties. Music! <laughs> Brothers, please. No dancing with the contestants. <laughs> All right, music. Well, hello, Suki. You enjoying yourself? Greetings, mighty potentate. I think I'll join the Elks. <laughs> Cushing. Hello, Zuki. Oh, hello, Mr. Cool, Mr. Cool, Mr. Cool. Oh, <laughs> I was coming to that. <laughs> there's my daughter, Betty. How do you like her in that bathing suit? <laughs> oh, she, she, she's wearing a strap, a strap, a bear midri, a loke, a a loke, a She'll catch cold. Oh, and look, there's Kay Gibb. Oh, she's terrific. She's sensei. She's marvelous. <laughs> Cousin Dottie. Oh, I'll bet Cousin Dottie wins. Eh? What makes you say that, Zuki? Well, in, in, in Mel told everybody to vote for her. What? Why, where is he? Oh, there he is. Mel Blank. Now, look, Mr. Colby, before you get mad, the reason I voted for Cousin Dottie is because Betty threw me over for Hartley ben- Benson. She even went to the jewelry store with him. Oh, you idiot, you. Betty went to the jewelry store with Hartley Benson to select something for you. Me? Me? Yes. Oh, holy cat. What did I do? Ladies and gentlemen, the result of the contest. Six votes for Babe Reimer. Nine votes and a proposal from the trombone player for Kay Gibbs. <laughs> wait, wait, it's 20 votes for Betty Colby and 20 votes for Cousin Dottie. The contest ends in a tie. Oh, this is all your fault, Mel Blank. I'm going to break every bone in your... Now, wait a minute, Mr. Colby. 
I think I've got an idea. We need one vote, and if... Oh, Mel, stop mumbling. Follow the example of your head and get to the point. (laughs) Well, the rules of the contest said any loyal zebra can vote. Mr. Colby, do we have branches outside the country? Of course we do. Why? You wait here. I'll be back in a second. Columbus! Inasmuch as the contest ended in a tie, we'll have to vote again. For either Barry Colby or Cousin... Un momento, Presidente Cucaracho. Just a minute. Who are you? (laughs) Greetings, Brother Zebras. I am the South American delegate. (laughs) Agapoo, agapoo, poo, agapulka. Brother Zebra, uh, what brings you here? Just a moment, Brother Colby. I'm chairman of the membership committee, and I want to question this uh, member. Where are you from? I come from Rio. Why are you here? Well, it's been raining every night in Rio for months. <laughs> and confidentially, we don't do nothing. <laughs> I came here to cast a vote for Miss Oga Oga Poo. Now, just a moment. We'll have to question you further. What zebra branch are you from? Uh... Uh, the Inca branch. The Incas have been dead for 300 years. Hmm. No wonder they don't pay their dues. <laughs> this doesn't sound right. Now, just what do you do in South America? Well, I am a big planter. I grow nuts. Cashew? Gesundheit. <laughs> this is ridiculous. What is your name? Don Pedro, Sebastian, Eduardo, Gracia, Manuelo, Gonzalez, Managua, Nicaragua... <laughs> It's a long name. Well, I'm not finished yet. Juan, Enrico, Fernandez, Ricardo, Tommaso, Rafael, Benvenito, Jose, Jr. Is that your name? No, that is the name of my donkey. Where is your donkey? I left him home. Why? You think I'm going to say giddy up, Don Pedro, Sebastian, Eduardo, Garcia, Manuel, Please. Something smells fishy here. Maybe it's me. I swam all the way from Catalina. <laughs> what? Well, I want to vote for Betty Colby. You want to vote for Betty Colby? See. Si. Ah, then my daughter wins the contest. See. Si. Just a moment. Here's a ballot that's stuck in the bottom of the box. See. Si. It's for Cousin Dottie. See. Si. That makes it 21 to 21, and it ties up the score again. I am getting seasick. Presented by the Retro Video Podcast. Retro-OTR.com Gosh, Betty, I'm sorry about everything, but you shouldn't have run away. You should have stayed until the end of the meeting. Mel Blank, you're still a moron. Oh, Father, it was all due to a misunderstanding. Now, you take that back. Uh, All right, I'm sorry if he's a moron. (laughs) That's better. My goodness, you'd think I was one on purpose. (laughs) Betty, let me tell you what happened at the meeting. The contest was run over again with Hartley Benson as judge. So Hartley awarded the prize to the one he thought was the most ravishing creature there. Oh, Mel, tell me, who won the beauty contest? Hartley Benson. Well, there you are, boys. I've been looking all over for you. Well, sheesh. I guess well, it's time to move into our anchor topic. Yep. Now, last week would have been, you know, our kind of a catch-all thing about, you know, the vest. And we talked about the, those Naviate marks. And I thought, you know, that actually might fall under orientation and mobility, which that would be our topic of the week this week. Oh. And so I thought, 
I'm not sure what to talk about. Um, I got an idea. Sure. I had something come in my YouTube last week from the ACB. They do videos for some reason, and I don't remember uh, joining this group or whatever, but they're talking about, you know, the audio described programming for people that are blind, which is where they describe what's happening on the TV. Right. That's been a big thing lately with them. You ever have a question of what movies are or are not described, you can go to this website. It's adp.acb.org. Well, the first part is ADP for Audio Described Programming. Programming. And then ACB for American Council of the Blind and an org. Right. And it has over 8,000 videos, and it'll tell you whether it's a DVD or what streaming, what it's streaming on. I guess it's a how Super 8 it. movie. It's a <laughs> <laughs> Cinema <The> Betamax. <laughs> it had all kinds. I mean, it was Legacy interesting. Disc. I went through, I went through, I, you know, went to the website and went through and kind of went down the list a little bit. And it, Tells you a lot about the different movies, describes them, and I can tell you some that you that you couldn't figure out without description. That's like Castaway, <laughs> right? <Braveheart laughs> they don't talk much. And, Mission uh, Impossible. They don't talk much. Dancing with the wolves. Movies. Dancing with wolves. Yeah, a lot of action adventure movies. A lot of scary movies. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of dialogue, and it is all you know is. Well, there's some suspense of music. Something's going to happen. <laughs> and there's some kind of a big, you know, jump scare or something. Like, yeah, there it was. <laughs> yeah. So anybody that likes to watch movies. Now, I don't know if it did TV programming. I didn't check that out. But it does, like I said, have had over 8,800 movies that are audio described. and <laughs> Just movies? That search. doesn't include TV shows, right? I don't uh-huh. know about TV exactly. shows. I'm not sure. I don't think it had it on there, but well, we'll have there. to go and visit that site to find out. That was adp.acb.org. Yep. Three letters mm-hmm. dot three letters dot three letters. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny. I use my Safari on my phone, and before I had it all typed in, it brought it up. So, oh, really? It knew what I was looking for. I typed in the adp.acb. <laughs> And then I hit the dot for the org, and it was already there. So it's already filled it for you. Huh. Yep. Well, cool. Well, peanuts with chocolate smeared on outside is good. What's up, Doc? Anyway, uh, with all of that, I guess it is time to move on to some email. What's in the mail for today? Oh, just the usual bunch of crackpot letters. What's it say? What? Well, isn't that nice? And I know we have some. All right. I I think I might have done this one before. If I have, you can let me know. Uh, This is sent in um, from a listener, and they say they call this story The Badge. Um, I live on a ranch in Montana, and one day I was approached by an FBI agent. I need to inspect your ranch for illegally grown drugs, he tells me. And I'm just telling him, okay, but whatever you do, don't go in that field over there. 
the agent uh, exploded at me, telling me, Mr. I have the authority of the federal government with me. He reached into his rear pants pocket, removed his badge, and waved it into my face. See this badge? This badge means that I am allowed to go wherever I wish, anywhere on your land, no questions asked or demanded. Have I made myself clear? <laughs> Do you understand? Uh, <clears throat> I just nod politely and I continue going on about my chores. It didn't take long and I hear loud screams. And sure enough, I looked up and I spotted that agent just running for his life. And right behind him is my big old prize bull. <laughs> With every step, that old bull kept gaining ground on that agent. This FBI agent is clearly terrified. Help! Somebody save me! Call off your bull! He shouts at me. I just threw down my uh, farming tools. I run over to the fence. And I yell out at the guy, your badge, show him your badge. <laughs> yeah, from Farmer Joe in Montana. <laughs> yeah, maybe that bull will stop if you show him your badge. <laughs> uh, you got the authority of the government and go wherever he wants. Tell that bull. <laughs> so, I, I, that's not, I, I know I've heard that before or read it before, but maybe I haven't, so. If I did, I read it again. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> that would be our email of the week. Alice, tell this night blooming Jasmine to go home. We got that final touch. <laughs> yeah, final thoughts. I am very prepared for final thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> Supervision. It sounds cooler than it is. How hot is it in Arizona? It's so hot the cows are giving evaporated milk. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, next week we'll actually be uh, recording on Valentine's Day. So I thought this week I would have some Valentine's Day themed. Uh, oh, next week won't be Valentine's Day yet. Won't it? Second, tomorrow's only the first. So next Tuesday. Oh, that's right. Will be like that's the right. Sixth. Well, anyhow. I'm a little ahead then, but here's some Valentine's Day things to think about coming up. Dating tip number 73. If you're dating a woman and you find out that she has 10,000 bees, marry her. She's obviously a keeper. <laughs> a beekeeper. Keeping bees. <laughs> You know why the kid brought the ladder to school? Because he wanted to go to high school. <laughs> the lighter? High the ladder. ladder. Step oh, ladder. ladder. Okay. Yeah. 
to fall apart sometimes. Tacos fell apart, and we still love them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I saw that. Uh, the pickup line. Well, here I am. What are your other two wishes? Oh, he's so irresistible. My- <laughs> pickup line. Well, I wanted to learn how to drive a stick ship, but I couldn't find a name. Well, that's why you do that. What's wrong with that pickup, man? Pickup line. <laughs> Good morning, Winter. I think it's time for me to break up with you. I want to start seeing other seasons. Summer's looking mighty hot to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well. My wife and I decided not to have kids. The kids are not taking it very well, though. They were chain the kids to a post or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, my uncle Frank, I guess it's your uncle Frank too. Uh, when my uncle Frank died, he wanted his remains to be put inside of his favorite beer mug so that he could be referred to as Frankenstein. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good. I couldn't hold that one till Halloween. <laughs> the people that make fitted sheets need to get with the people who make mattresses because making a bed shouldn't be like trying to put a swimming cap on a refrigerator (laughs) (laughs) yeah really You know, it, it really hurts when someone you love tells you things like, it's time to wake up. What does the world's top dentist get? A little plaque. Just a little one, a tiny little plaque. All that hard work. Being a good parent is being when you're when you're sitting eating a donut, telling your child to clean their room before they can get a donut, and yelling, "Hurry, they're almost gone!" <laughs> <laughs> you gotta eat it before you or get that working before you eat them all, huh? <laughs> I'm gonna start eating them when they're gone. That's it. Yeah. Well, my brother, I won't say which one, has a hard time connecting with women. At once, he stood on the edge of a cliff and shouted, I love you! His echo replied, I just want to be friends. What do you call a steak that has been knighted by the queen? 
I should have changed that to the king because the queen's gone now. But hey, the king's gone too. Well, now there's a new king. There's a new king, King Charles. Yeah, or there will be very soon. Uh, I know I posted this on Facebook a little while ago. My wife thinks I'm crazy, but hey, then again, I'm not the one who married me. If you arrest a mime, do you have to tell him to remain silent? I'm going to put you back in the box. Let's get smaller and smaller. <laughs> nope, I'm done. All right. Well, then it looks like we're all done with our final thoughts. Finally. Yeah, it's easy for you to say that. This is the part of the show where we like to wrap it all up. Saying thanks, everybody, for listening. This is your host, Keith, signing off. See you next week. Make sure you tell a friend about us. That's how we grow our audience the most. And we still are kind of uh, swing on things. So keep it up. And uh, come back next week. Tell us your funniest stories. Leave us a comment, rating, and review, all that good stuff. And then you can guess what Terry was eating this week. <laughs> question that people are just on the edge of their seat to know. Inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> that sounds funny. TSF at that sounds funny.com. That sounds funny.